This is the EWN Podcast Network. Everybody wants to win. It's how we define success in life. Michelle Nagel explores resilience, teaches you happiness hacks, and provides tools for building positive relationships, all of which are essential for winning at the game of life. Join us to learn how to roar. Hello, this is Michelle Nagel. Welcome back to Roar to Win. I have a really exciting uh, podcast guest today. It's Lisa Medley, who is a sustainable well-being expert. I, I really admire Lisa. She's got the most gorgeous picture on her website, which you need to go check out. She believes that as we create more love in the body, we create more love in the world. Lisa serves as a sustainable well-being expert, specializing in self-care, personal energy management, and body intelligence. She has over 20 years' experience in the healing arts, including a master's in expressive therapy, training in life and wellness coaching, is a certified massage therapist, facilitates conscious movement and dance workshops, and continues to study somatics, energy medicine, spiritual development, and any modality that helps her feel more comfortable in her own skin. Lisa walks her walk every day and practices a well-being lifestyle to sustain her integrity with her soul. She's the creator of Beloved Beloved Your Body, a lifestyle program that empowers clients to cultivate a positive relationship with their body so that they can thrive in their health and shine in their life. Lisa believes that honoring the body acts as a bridge to celebrating our divine human potential. So thank you so much for joining us, Lisa. Thank you for having me, Michelle, and offering this space for women to roar. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited uh, to have you. I've really admired your work and the the flow and the grace and the ease that it appears to me anyway that you have in your own body. And I know that your work is really important because we have such a tendency to be so judgmental about ourselves. We're never good enough. There's always something wrong, even though other people may be looking at us and wishing they had our, you know, body to wander around in. So I'm really excited to hear what you have uh, to tell us today. And of the, uh, the, the ROAR principles, which is resilience, optimism, accountability, and resourcefulness, which one did you resonate with most? The, the two R's actually spoke to me. I mean, optimism, of course, if you feel more comfortable in your own skin, you're going to just feel and see and experience life in a more positive way. Um, and particularly resilience in that your body is designed for resiliency. It's our natural design. And that's the really good news that if you feel like you're not resilient or you're just this stressed out, crazy person, <laughs> which is the uh, state of being that I do anything to to not be that. Um, I've had my moments, of course, in my life. And that the good news is we, our body is part of nature. So we are designed resilient to go with the flow. And part of our conversation today, I believe, will guide us towards how to do that um, amidst you know, cultural conditioning and ancient programming that has kept us out of resilience for so long. And the resourcefulness that will come through, your body is a resource. It's a gold mine. It's a gold mine for you. That's, that's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So um, tell me, how did you come to the work that you do? I have all my life 
had a strong connection to vitality. And there's many words for that. It could be spirituality. It could be just feeling alive and well. It could feel, it could be, you know, feeling just lit up. Um, but simply, it's just feeling alive. <laughs> like I have a 10-year-old son and he's alive, like all the time. He's just in that state that we all started with many years ago and we have that as our birthright and I feel blessed that I have a very creative um, personality and so I and it was supported in my upbringing to you know my mom sang and um, I always just love to move it it's I see it now that it has been a energetic practice to just keep myself connected to my best self. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but it was really, I just feel better. I feel better when I move around and put on inspiring music and just go with my flow and find my center again. So that was, I've just always had that in my life. And, you know, sometimes I've been hanging on a thread you know, that phrase that we use, that that felt like I've definitely been off balance. I've lost myself. I've found myself again. I've been, and yet there's always just this deep knowing that I know what I'm missing. And I know that I'm missing myself, you know, my center when I feel lit up and alive and that I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get back to that. And so over the years, my education, you know, as you read, reflects that really I've just been a student of how can I feel good <laughs> um, you know as much as possible not perfection I'm a recovering perfectionist I'm a recovering workaholic I'm a recovering martyr like I'm done with that it's just more often than not how can I come back to center and do the best that I can do the best that I can that sounds really wonderful so what do you mean by sustainable well-being Yes. So I believe that our body is our earth. So when we've heard the word sustainability in our culture, you know, somewhat more recently, relatively speaking about, you know, sustainability of the planet and taking care of the earth and the environment, you know, all absolutely yes. And I see our body as a as a mirror of that. And you know, just going back to what I said a moment ago about, you know, more often than not, I want to feel like my best self. I want to be connected to my best self and be an offering of that. And so sustainability is key to be able to keep accessing that state. And I have found that listening to my body, tuning into my body, as you know, we'll talk more about has been the key. So when I'm wanting to feel well, when, when I and what I mean by well-being is I have a very holistic approach. So what I mean is our physical self, our mental self, our emotional self, our spiritual self, and our soul, our soulful self. That you know, there's health, there's wellness, and I just I just hold the whole picture because we're interrelated. And, you know, all of those aspects of us are interrelated. They're not compartmentalized, as we've been taught for hundreds and hundreds of years. They're actually all working together all the time. Mm -hmm. And we need to tend to each of them. And the 
the body, your body, my body will keep telling me what is best for me, for me in every moment, no matter what is happening around me, you know, what, no matter of the shoulds, the expectations, the obligations, whatever my body is saying is the truth of my experience. So that has allowed me to really understand that sustainable. Okay, good. You keep popping in and out. So I was having a little bit of difficulty there. So um, how did you, how did you discover the connection between your body and, um, and this sustainability and, and the body awareness as to how, how did you, I'm sorry, I'm being inarticulate at the moment, but a lot of us just look at our bodies as something that we're in and it's our vehicle in which we move around. But it seems that you, you actually talk about more of a connection between the body and our soul, um, our spirit, our mind, whatever. And how did you become aware of that connection? That's a great question. And you're really pointing to so much of what, why we don't feel that way often is because we've been so conditioned to, yeah, our, I was just talking to a client the other day and I was asking, well, what is your body to you? And she's like, well, it gets me around. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. And, but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say the, the why for me, and I've done a lot of reflection on this, is experiential and that you, you, you must, you can't think your way into this idea. And, you know, it's clear, we look at our culture, um, you know, in our, just in like health and wellness, there's so much information, especially, you know, with the internet, everything with studies, with research. I mean, let's keep that, let's keep that going. Let's keep all of our progress, all of our incredible, you know, medical technology, and, and then we need to experience ourselves and we need to experience and really remember what it's like to feel exquisitely calm and exquisitely comfortable in your own skin. And for me and my journey through my, my expressions, through movement and dance, you know, I would just like go home after school and put on a record player, which is kind of dating myself, and dance around the room to the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Like that was one of my after school activities. Why? Little did I know I was like shaking off all of the the excess stress and tension and, you know, being a teenage girl and, you know, all of that stuff. And I was like clearing it out of my system. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I always felt better. And so it wasn't a mental process at that point. It was just, well, I, I feel good. And when I went to massage school and, and studying different kinds of body work and different kind of movement practices that are definitely, um, you know, out of the box, they're not, you know, your traditional fitness classes, that I just kept experiencing myself and experiencing and thank goddess of feeling oh, I can actually feel good Mm -hmm. and be present, not leave it, not transcend it, not numb it. You know, those are two extremes or examples of extremes. I can actually be present on the earth right now and feel good or at least better than I did before by experiencing practices of all different kinds. And I'm definitely one of those... um, 
I, I like a big toolbox, you know, of how I feel comfortable in my own skin and how I access a state of well-being that, you know, meditation, you know, it, you don't have to sit still for that, you know, or whatever you meet, whatever that means for you, there's many, many ways to get back to center. You know, sometimes I do need to be still and quiet. And sometimes I need to go for a walk. And sometimes I need to put on music and just dance around my living room. And sometimes I need to have a really good laugh with a girlfriend or, you know, there's many, many ways. Um, the bottom line is experience, experiential. So you're definitely saying that it's necessary for us to have this embodiment rather than this, I don't even know what you would call it, inhedment, <laughs> where <laughs> we're inside our heads all the time. And we, you know, we're required to be in our heads. That's where we do our businesses. It's where we, um, we function um, around, how, hello, dog. <laughs> um, it's the way that we, it's the way that we function in our world. We have to think about all of these analytical things and we have a tendency to live from here on up, you know, just from the shoulder height up to your top of your head. So what you're saying is that the body has to be included in order to be successful at what it is you're trying to do to make you feel good and to do you. Okay. So do you also recommend then that the body is needed for making better choices. Absolutely. Absolutely. A really simple image that I use for myself and with my clients is a round table. So, you know, you, you picture a round table and there's a bunch of chairs and, you know, one chair is for our head or our thoughts or our mental capacity, whatever you want to call that, our mind. We really mean our thoughts. And we have been so conditioned to think, as you said, like we're head on, heads on sticks. We're just like, you know, bags of bones. We're just like dragging our body around and we're pushing so hard trying to think things through and quote unquote, figure things out. There's a time and a place for that. Our brain is amazing. It has so many skill sets <laughs> within it and we need it. We need it. So let's keep that at the table. We also have our, how we feel. And what I mean by that is how we feel emotionally when you're presented with an opportunity. I actually have a client right now and she is so in her head. She's slowly learning to just drop down and embrace the rest of herself. And it's, it's a journey. It's a process. And I have so much compassion for that because I used to be that way. And just asking her, well, what does she feel about that? Does it, does it make her feel good or not good. It could be really that simple. Does it make her happy? Or does it, if, is, is there something in her that's like, oh, I don't know. Even if you don't have the name for it, you can kind of feel like, are you, are you leaning towards it or are you moving away from it? And then that's also information from your body, you know, our gut, you know, do you trust your gut? What do you feel in your gut, your gut instinct? We have so many words in our in our language for the body, you know, pain in the neck. <laughs> yes. um, Heartbroken. I feel like my head's going to explode. Yeah. Heartbroken. Absolutely. Our body is talking to us all the time. And so it's giving us information. And so let's just, let's just, to keep it simple, keep three chairs at the, at the table that we have our thoughts. We have our, our heart. Sometimes people refer to that as like our emotions. 
And we have our body, what we're sensing in our body. Does it feel light or heavy? Does it feel, are you expanding it, expanding into something, or are you contracting against something? And it's all information. And what I am here to devote to and propose and advocate for is just bringing our inner wisdom to the table Mm -hmm. and just give it a voice give it a voice. So like in this client's example, she has a potential opportunity. On paper, it looks really good. It looks really good for her. And there's parts of her that aren't totally on board. So in the center of the table, in the center of our life, what we're all, you know, success, right? To, to roar, to win. Right. We, my, my definition of that or interpretation of that is alignment. Okay. Am I aligned? Am I aligned with, with who I be in, in this world? Not who other people want me to be, but what feels good to me. And that when we bring our, our body wisdom, our body intelligence, all of what's communicating to us to the table, we just have a more well-rounded conversation when we're making choices in our life. And you and I know what it's like and listeners do too, when you've made a choice that there's a part of you that's like not totally on board, but there's, you know, your, sometimes people call it your ego or an agenda or it's people pleasing or it's external obligations, the shoulds, and it doesn't work out well (laughs) at some point in time, right? Something goes astray. So as far as better decision making absolutely and one of the best things about it is that it doesn't take a lot of time you just go right direct does this feel good or not good and if it's not good then you can kind of sift through well for this particular client that you know she's making this you know vocational choice and it it may be a good fit and there's a part of her that's feeling like i don't know about it and it doesn't mean that it's like all or nothing it may, it may be something there for her and she needs to explore what does she need to get aligned with it from the inside out and express her needs. What does she need to make this work for her? And it may be that when she discovers that and her body will tell her like, well, this is what would feel good to me. This is what is what would feel comfortable. And if, if that opportunity says, you know, well, we can't do that for you that's really good information for her not to, you know, sign up for something that's just really not in her best interest. Yes. Um, I'm really pleased that you said that. I have a question for you, but we have to take a small break. So we'll, sure. be, back. we'll be right back with Lisa Medley in uh, just a moment. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. 
It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Welcome back. This is Michelle Nagel with Roar to Win. And our guest today is Lisa Medley, who is a sustainable well-being expert. She's given us some really great insights into how important it is that we actually are embodied and, and in connection and communication with our own body as we go uh, to make choices and decisions. So Lisa, you were talking about um, how you feel about something and how important it is to tap into that. How do you, um, what do you suggest when somebody comes up against fear? though because fear is going to keep you from doing anything so how do you work around that and still honor what your body is telling you that's an excellent question i am very familiar with this question <laughs> i have a lot of respect for fear i have a lot of respect and i in the moment I don't always experience it this way. And the more that I'm practicing respecting it and that it, it's having its own voice that I, I listen, I listen. What, what is this saying to me? Because fear, which we feel in our body, right? We feel a contraction. We feel all kinds of things. It's, it's activating our stress response and our stress response is showing up because we are feeling threatened. Okay. I mean, that's from like a survival language, right? I mean, that's why we have it. And sometimes it is, it is a, an alarm going off. You know, there's like a vibe from a person or, or, a, or a situation that you're like, oh, I don't know, like something, something's ringing for you, some kind of fear response or stress response. And, you know, that's more of that like instinctual. And when we have, then there's fear that shows up when we are expanding, when we're changing our status quo, right? When we're growing, <laughs> when we are, you know, stretching out of our comfort zone and fear shows up. And that ha I personally have come to a place of befriending it and getting to know it as opposed to pushing through it. Because frankly, it's exhausting. And what I find is when I've really hung out with those parts of me that are showing up to say, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. When the other part of me knows like this actually is in my best interest, like that is a, a place where I do want to go. I do want to expand. It's a stretch. It's scary. Of course it is. And that it does have something to say to me. And sometimes it's, like a kind of conversation that I have with my son, you know, if he's like nervous about something, you know, I'll normalize it. I'm like, well, you've never done that before. Of course, you know, of course you're scared or you're nervous or cause it's, you've never done it before and it can put in its place. And sometimes it's deeper. Sometimes it's deeper fears that are triggering other fears. And that requires more conversation, more self-reflection, more like peeling the onion. And, for me, I have found when I've really brought loving kindness to myself, like the way I do for my son when he approaches me, if he's scared or nervous, 
I'm not going to say, what's wrong with you? Get over it. You know, let's just push through this. Like, it's just not going to work for him. (laughs) And I found that about myself, that I really need to just get to know what, what are you here to say? What, what are, what are, what's going on? And sometimes it does, has required, um, you know, continues as I expand to heal. There's something in me that is scared. Sometimes it's been terror and that it requires healing and through getting to know what it has to say. And then I can integrate that part of me. So I don't have, I don't like, I'm not moving ahead and pushing ahead and having all of these other parts of me just kind of scattered around and like being dragged along. Like energetically, it's exhausting. It takes a lot of energy to fight within myself. So I've really just paused my forward progress at times when, when fear has shown up and just really get to know it mm-hmm. and, and put it, in, put it in its place. And, you know, it requires, it requires time. You have to kind of pause and know that it is serving a purpose, you know, just like our, our survival mode, our stress response, you know, when we have, when we're faced with a, you know, we're driving on the highway and a car is about to come over to us and, you know, we adjust and we get that adrenaline rush in our body to like keep us safe. We need that. We need to have that. And it's just in life, in success, in moving ahead, we need to kind of pause and get a reality check. And ultimately, I have found that really bringing a seat to the table, again, like put another chair on the round table for fear and be like, okay, let's tell, it, tell us your perspective is a kinder and easier and ultimately more sustainable way to keep growing. So it sounds like you're suggesting that it's important for us to exercise more compassion for ourselves. Because as you were describing, uh, yeah, you wouldn't say that to your son. You wouldn't say, you know, which we're always saying to ourselves is suck it up, buttercup. Um, You wouldn't say that to your child. You would want to help them uh, work through all of the nuances and all of the emotions and all of the everything they're feeling. But we don't do that to ourselves. And we do just try to push through. And we're just really terribly unkind to ourselves. So I really appreciate your uh, focus on helping yourself, uh, again, be completely aware of what your body needs and what you need. I really appreciate that you're sharing that with us. So what do you think gets in the way of listening to our body? (laughs) How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Simply. and I'm, I'm taking this pause on purpose, that it is ancient. Okay. It is ancient conditioning, ancient programming that for thousands of years, and I'm not exaggerating, that we have been disembodied, disempowered, you know, the, the nature, you know, nature in general you know, as, as I referenced before about, you know, the, the earth and sustainability and recycling, like, oh, what a good idea. Right. <laughs> what a concept. I mean, and really, Michelle, like, like, that hasn't been that long ago, you know, in our lifetime, right? I mean, we're contemporaries, and it's not that long ago. And how long has the earth been around? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and it's really, it goes hand in hand with the body. 
and honoring nature and honoring, I would say, the feminine qualities of, of ourself, which is nurturing and, you know, maternal, you know, as I'm talking about my, you know, my son, you know, bringing those energies, what you were saying about, you know, we have just, you know, kindness has left the building a long time ago. And part of that is that reconnecting with that energy and that sense of just being and softness and kindness and listening and tuning in and just slowing down <laughs> long enough to tune in. And we can just see, especially, you know, right now in this day and age, our culture, our, you know, in our culture, the pace is ridiculous. It's insane. I propose that it's inhumane. We just keep getting out of ourselves more and more. And the reality is from a, a physical body perspective, we are essentially made up the same. Like we have not evolved to keep up with what's around us. Like our, I mean, our brains are changing for better, for worse. We'll find out <laughs> over time. and that our physiology, our ability to keep up with what's going around us is really, it's, I mean, clearly it's sending us over the edge. I mean, you can just look at our healthcare system and how, you know, just dis-ease and all of that. And I really, the point that I want to make here is that, that n number one, you need to let yourself off the hook. That if, if you are, if you feel like guilty or, the quote unquote selfish or actually slowing down long enough to tune into what you're feeling and what you need. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, it's because we've been conditioned and programmed that way from our generation, our parents, their parents, their parents, their parents. I mean, it goes on for a long, long time. And number two, you are responsible response able is what I like to say because for me responsible feels kind of heavy uh -huh. and I had I still have the ability to respond response able to what I need and ultimately you know we are our own advocates for our success for our health for our well-being for everything and that your body will tell you It'll tell you what you need, where, where are you out of whack and what needs to happen that we've just been programmed and conditioned for so, so, so long, so long. So if you don't have this communication with your, your body, you, because you've just never learned how or you are on this belief system that in order to be successful, you do have to just continually push and move. Um, how would you initially introduce somebody into the conversation with this is how your head connects to your body? How would, do you have a small technique or something that you can share that you can have people do that? Absolutely. Great question. So I love practical. So thank you. One of the simple awarenesses you can have is if you, if you make a fist, on one hand and you have an open palm on the other and that, you know, the, the fist is, you know, contracted stressed, like not breathing or breathing very shallowly. You know, you're in a lot of tension 
And the open palm is when you're at ease, when you're flowing, when you're feeling good, when you have energy. And so you can just tune in right now as you're listening. How am I feeling in my body? Do I feel closer to a fist or do I feel closer to an open palm? You can just start there. And taking it a step further, when you're thinking about something or making a decision or a choice is in front of you, how, how does your body respond to that? Are you feeling more like a contracted fist? or an open palm, or, you know, somewhere in the middle, it's a continuum. But that can at least give you some information and just start that conversation. You can also just check in with your breath. Are you breathing? I mean, of course, you're breathing, but <laughs> are you are you breathing very shallowly or like, almost like, like you're stressed, you know, really stressed and kind of in that, you know, hyperventilation state? Or are you is it slow and easy? Like, if you've ever seen a baby sleeping and they and they're breathing with their whole body, mm-hmm. you know, they're all they're just expanding three dimensionally and it's just easy. And your breath is a really powerful tool that you can shift. So you can have, you know, number one, you can just get that awareness. Do you feel like a closed fist or an open palm? You can also tune into your breath. And if you are breathing shallowly or if you feel like you're not breathing, breathing deeply or in that kind of hyperventilation state, you can just slow your breathing down. And I personally, a really easy tool and strategy is, I would say, if, if you're not breathing, you're not fully exhaling. So I like to actually exhale first, like, you know, take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. I personally like to just just exhale first. So I actually have more space inside to actually take a breath and your breath is a really powerful way just to shift your energy and help slow yourself down and tell you the rest of your body and brain that actually we are not fighting a saber-toothed tiger in this moment (laughs) you just you know forgot to send an email or you you know forgot to put a stamp on the mail you just you know all this like crazy stuff that we put ourselves in a state of frenzy for and we really don't have to. You just have to practice. You have to practice. That's the other, you know, takeaway that I really want to highlight is that it's a practice because we are, and, and this really goes to your question also of, you know, when you're tuning in, it may feel foreign. It may feel, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it may feel like, oh, this isn't working it may feel just so unfamiliar, you, you know, that kind of act as if, you know, it just like, oh, this is whatever, you can judge it. Because we're programmed to, you know, well, let's just get on with it. Let's just keep moving. I don't, I don't have time to sit still. I don't have time to slow down, you know, until, you know, we do, and we're forced to. Yes. And we don't want that to happen. We and we don't have to, we don't have to wait for the two by four, we have or the four by eight, sometimes, we have a lot more power. and tuning into your body and beginning that process and, and be just be kind with yourself or at least, at least appreciate like, okay, I'm, I'm tuning in to, am I a closed fist or an open palm? And even if you just do that for five seconds, that's, that's better than you've done before. And that it is a practice. I practice, I, every day, 
And I weave in to my lifestyle every day, just when am I going to restore myself? And sometimes it's a little bit, sometimes it's a lot. And because our default setting is survival mode from right. a purely survival instinct, am I safe? We wake up every day, am I safe? We may not say that consciously, but we're walking around the world, am I safe? Am I okay? Is this going on? You know, we're always in that state of, you know, can be hypervigilant, right? And I'm a very sensitive being. I didn't say that earlier, but that's one of my blessing and challenges. <laughs> and partly what brought me to all of the study that I did and continue to do and all the practice is because I have what I picture like a lot of antenna. So, you know, way back with houses and there's like an antenna on the house. Yes. <laughs> we have like dishes now. But I have a lot of them. Like my house is is covered with antenna, so to speak. So I'm picking up and my nervous system, which is like our, um, it processes the outside world and it tells our body like what to do. It Mine is really, really, really sensitive. And so I've had to, for the sake of sanity, just that. And then I want to thrive and I want to shine and I want to roar and I want to be successful and I want to live my best life. So that requires me to practice restoring myself and tuning into my body as to where am I at? Am I, am I a closed fist? Am I about to like explode? Am I about to just hyperventilate? Or am I, and how can I bring myself back to a calmer, easeful place? Yes. And so obviously you're an empath. <laughs> and uh, yep. <laughs> so I, I understand and can completely uh, empathize also with the, the challenges with being an empath because I am as well. Uh, and sometimes the sensory overload that you can pick up from other people is just overwhelming. And um, so as far as uh, breathing, many times as you said, people forget to breathe, they, which, you know, we obviously are breathing because we're not all passed out all the time, but, but the depth of our breath. So for me, what I have done when I know that I'm stressed is that I will, um, I will inhale to the count of four and exhale to the count of seven because that gets the stale, stagnant air out of my lungs. And um, I can do that for a little while. And then that, that will bring me clearly into my body so that I can tell what's going on. Because I think it's so fascinating that our body is trying to send us so much energy and so much information. And if all we are is in our head, we cut off the majority, like, you know, how, how big is your head? It's not that big. And so your body is all of that other information system that we don't tap into because a lot of us are, are trained not to. I remember when I was a child, I was trained to breathe only in my lungs. I was not to breathe in my belly. And so I've had to retrain myself. Isn't that ridiculous? We breathe in our belly. We do. But I was trained not to. I was told that it was bad for you, that the lungs were the only thing that you were supposed to breathe in. And so I had to train myself differently, to breathe differently. And that's, I've run across a few people who were trained that way. They're probably, that was maybe a generational kind of a thing where they thought that was, you know, let's use the lungs for what they were used for. But then it just cuts out so much opportunity to be grounded. And so do you have a particular grounding exercise besides the breath? Do you have anything besides that? Yes. I'm 
processing what you were saying about being told like breathing is bad in that particular <laughs> way. <laughs> like it's just crazy. And that so let me just touch on that quickly that your body knows exactly what it needs and every body is different. Um, I, I believe that you and I are, are aligned with, you know, having a longer exhale um, mm -hmm. to get that stale energy out. Right. It, and how you, how you get there, you know, whatever works for you. <laughs> right. And it is a process of, of trusting and retrusting yourself, which is a huge benefit a huge you know I said gold mine earlier like I'm not kidding like what would it be like to walk around the world trusting yourself yeah and trusting like well this is what's best for me period and that's what's really allowed as a sensitive being as an empath you know I I, I can merge with people like I'm so good at that <laughs> And there's a place for that. And it makes, you know, the work that I do, I can be really tuned in. Right. And there is a place where I begin and end and they begin and end. And I don't need to, you know, take on other people's stuff. And that's been a lifetime practice. And I can continue to amp that up. And ultimately, it's really finding my way back to what feels good for me. And every, you know, my energy is different every day throughout the day. It changes and ebbs and flows. So I just wanted to say, say that as, you know, full on permission to just keep tuning in to what feels good for me and stop comparing. Stop it. <laughs> it's really human. It's a really human. And, and again, it goes back to that survival mode. Like, am I okay? Like when we're asking that, am I okay? Am I safe? It is, is, you know, we're checking out our environment. We're supposed to be doing that. And within that comes comparing. Uh -huh. that just that mode of comparing, like this or that. So it's a really human activity to be doing. And then at some point, it, it just has gone awry with like so many other things that we don't need to compare our well-being on other people's. That's where your body and its intelligence and does it feel good to you or not? It can just be that simple. Uh -huh. So grounding to another way to access that, I personally find that going outside with bare feet on the ground, and I live in New England, so can't do that the whole year uh -huh. <laughs> without frostbite potentially, um, that, that is the best. That is the best. Um, or, you know, in the ocean, like digging your toes into the sand and just um, making that connection. It's not always possible. So another way is using your brain for its gift of visualization and imagining roots, tree roots or any kind of roots, or it could be an anchor or it could be a like thick cord that, you know, huge ships use. It could be something like that to visualize coming down through the bottoms of your feet and visualizing, you know, way back from, you know, grade school, you know, the earth's core, <laughs> That's the uh -huh. picture I get in my head, and just bringing that down, 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 down as far as you can, or just imagining, you know, this center of the earth, whatever that looks like for you, feels like for you, and wrapping around those roots that anchor, the, the cord, the grounding, whatever that is, and connect with that. And for me, 
I, I like to be up and out. You know, my energy is up and out and I would rather be off the earth. Like that's part of my personality. It's part of my energy. So I've really had to practice this. And I tell you, if it's new to you or even just connecting with your body in general is new, just, just, just go with it. Just practice and practice. And I couldn't feel my feet for a while. I really had to really pretend. And actually, one thing that really helped me too, for those of you that go to gyms or, you know, fitness centers, the leg press <laughs> was really helpful for me. And so you basically, if you don't know what that is, you are, you're, you're like sitting in a car, really leaned back. And in front of you is this huge, huge, you know, plate that you press. You can, you know, change the weight. So you're pressing it in front of you. And that when I did that, I would get the feedback from the weight of this machine into my body. And I could start to feel, feel the weight of my body against its body. You know, when I'm standing up on the earth, it's harder to do that. Or you could press against the wall. You know, you could like lie on the wall or, you know, lie in your bed somewhere comfortable and just put your feet on the wall and kind of press your feet into that. And you could just get a different kind of feedback back into your body. That's another way just to like feel connected to the ground and the earth, which is what's supporting us. That's really excellent. Thank you so much for those exercises. So you used a phrase, physio-spirituality. So what does that mean? That came in the shower. <laughs> you know those showers that yes. every now and then you wish you had a whiteboard for? <laughs> yes. I guess there actually are some. <laughs> I, as you can tell, um, with my body-centered focus, that I've really come to see that my work is physio-spirituality. And what I mean by spirituality, this isn't a religious conversation. You can use whatever word works for you. But what I mean is the part of you that feels alive, that you feel connected to your life force and energy. It could be spirit. It could be God, goddess, universe, oneness, whatever that is for you. Like, let's not get lost in the words. Just that feeling where you feel connected to something greater than you. And you know, you find meaning from that, you find fulfillment from that. And is your body, and what I mean by physio, I'm encompassing your physical self, your thoughts, and your emotions, which are all in this container, right? Are they in alignment with your best self? And so I believe that let's bring it all together, because that's really what, what's happening anyway. And that, you know, to be successful, to roar in your life, to be your best self, whatever those words are for you, that you, like, let's have all of you support you in that. And if you are not tuning in to what you are sensing and feeling in your body and taking exquisite care of this vessel, then you're going to be out of alignment. It's, life's just going to be harder. So I'm all about ease and not easy, but easier. And that I want to be, like I said, more often than not, that's the permission I give for myself and my clients, just more often than not, more hours of the day than not, 
I want to feel aligned. I want to feel like I'm tending to myself and all aspects of myself so I can be as much aligned with me. Wonderful. So Lisa, how do you support people in their either connection or reconnection to their body? Yes, I appreciate both of those because sometimes it it feels like a connection and it really is just a reconnection, just going back to the 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 little babies and <laughs> those pictures and and that's how we all started. So it really is just a remembering. Um, that's one of the other good news here is it's nothing, anything you have to go out and get. You already have it. It's just revealing and unveiling and reconnecting, as you said. So I've created a program called Beloved Your Body. I'm using beloved as a verb. <laughs> beloved Your Body. And it's really helping people to get back together with their body. And it's part relationship skills. And, you know, seeing your body as a relationship and wherever you are with your relationship, you can just make it better. And loving kindness, um, being compassionate, um, as we spoke about earlier, is really key in that. Mm -hmm. And remembering what our body really is, that it's not a machine, it's not an object, it's not our size, our shape, our age, our fitness level, it's it's this beautiful energetic vessel that is carrying our best self around. So relationship skills, and then it's also guiding people into self-care, um, relaxation, which is our antidote for the stress response that's built in. So, you know, hence resilience, you know, that's part of that connection there is that we have this built-in physiology to restore ourselves. And our body can heal. It sometimes needs other interventions and it has this ability to heal. And we just have to create the time and space for that. So the third part of, of the Beloved Your Body program is what I call radical well-being. And what I mean by that is that it's not outside in, it's inside out. Because you've established this deeper connection with your body as a relationship you're listening to it you're tuning in you're starting to care for it more restore it more and then it's really well what would feel good what uh -huh. would feel good to you and it looks like you know a health and wellness plan or what I like to call a well-being plan and it's very con deeply connected with what your body is saying which really is you know as you clear Space within your physical self, you get access to your soul, or you can call it your intuition, or your higher self, or you know all of those you know authenticity. Um, but you get just very in, inner directed, intrinsically inspired, instead of feeling externally obligated. Wow, that's just that's awesome. So, Lisa, how do people get in contact with you so that they can learn more about you? Thank you. I'll give you my website and I'll spell it. It's a made up word. It's called Solistic Arts and it's S-O-U-L-I-S-T-I-C and then A-R-T-S dot com. I'll spell it one more time. S-O-U-L-I-S-T-I-C-A-R-T-S dot com and Solistic Arts and you can go to my website there and you can sign up for my email list. I 
have created something simple and fun called 25 Ways to Feel Good in Your Body. They're really simple. You can do them in like a minute um, or more. (laughs) And because, you know, I know the real world, it moves fast. And especially when we're reconnecting, that we need simple practices, uh, ideally consistently, but at least simple just to reconnect us out of our head, living our, in our head all the time. So I'd love to hear from you. And if you, so my, and my email is lisa at holisticarts.com. If you have any questions, um, I love giving resources. I love educating and connecting people to just feeling comfortable in their own skin. So feel free to let me know anytime. Wow, that's really wonderful. Thank you so much, Lisa, for spending this time with us. And I hope that our listeners will check out your website. You've got so many wonderful things to offer. And being able to be reconnected with your body so that you can get all that information and just feel better about yourself because who couldn't stand to do that? So thank you so much, Lisa, for coming to join us today. And this is Michelle Nagel with Roar to Win with our guest, Lisa Medley. And We'd love to hear from you again. Take care. Thank you for joining us today as we learned happiness hacks, relationship tools, how to refuel our resilience batteries and perfect our roar. Resilience, optimism, accountability, and resourcefulness. Roar to win. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.